Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. With the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hayo Silver, the Lone Ranger. His faithful Indian companion, Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come Silver. Let's go, big fellow. Are you still there? Jim Henderson superintended the loading of his supplies at the railhead and saw the wagons on their way to his own construction camp, 50 miles to the west on the brink of Crystal Canyon. Jim was the engineer in charge of constructing the bridge across the canyon, and he had other business at the railhead. So it wasn't until after dark that he left the busy camp. Get up there! Get up! He urged his mount along the moonlit trail. But less than a mile to the west, as he was passing a grove of cottonwoods, someone hailed him. He drew rein, and two men rode out from the cover of the trees. Don't go for your gun. You're covered. What do you want, hey? I don't have any money on me. This isn't a holdup. I have a letter I want you to read. The moon's bright enough, I think. The letter? Yes. Here, it's from General Warren. Huh? Well, you know him, don't you? Why, of course. He's the head of all construction for Southern and Western. I've met him a few times. What does he have to do with you? The letter's addressed to whom it may concern. 
At the moment, that means you. It does, huh? Let's see. Gee, you're the Lone Ranger. Isn't that right? And you're Tonto. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I consider this an honor, but uh, why have you stopped me? A great deal depends on you. The bridge? Yes. As you know, track must be laid as far as Eagle Pass before the first of the year. Or Southern and Western will lose its franchise. That's right. There are powerful interests in Washington who would like to see that happen. They've hired a man called Roger Force to come out here and do his best to delay the building of the road. Roger Force. I've heard that name before. It isn't his first trip to the West. And there's always been trouble when he's around. Is he around here? Well, Toto has Indian friends who have seen him near Crystal Canyon. Well, we'll be on the lookout for him. Do you uh, trust your crew? Of course. There'll be no trouble inside our camp. Nearly all the men have worked with me before. Nearly all? They're all right and good workers. They'll get the bridge built before the track laying crew reaches the canyon. What if something were to happen to you? The work would go on. My son Bob is my assistant, and you couldn't find a better construction boss than Jeremy Stewart. You don't have to worry about the bridge. We all must worry with Roger Force around. We'll keep a sharp lookout. You watch out on trail back to camp. Sure thing, Toto. After you catch up with your wagons, will you be traveling with them? No, I'll push on by myself, but I'll be on guard. Thanks for the warning, mister. And if you're near our camp, drop in and pay us a visit, eh? Uh, We'll do that as soon as we locate Roger Force. Good, and good luck. Adios. Adios. Get up there. Get up. Get up there. Him not listen. He listened, Kimosabe. But I don't think he realizes how dangerous Force is. Maybe we find Force in hills, this side canyon. We'll try. But first, we'll follow Henderson to his camp. Isn't that a good idea? Come on, Silver. Come up, Scout. Roger Force was camped with a half a dozen gunmen he had recruited in Highland Valley, a few miles northeast of the construction camp at Crystal Canyon. That night, a burly, bearded man rode into the camp, and Force rose to meet him. Oh, oh, oh. Well, it's been a long time getting here. Did you write the note that Breed gave me? Yes. He said a friend from Kansas City wanted to see me in Highland Valley. Yes, I thought that would bring you. But I never saw you before in my life. The name is Roger Force. Oh. So you've heard of me. Butch. Butch. You've got me wrong. My name is Sawyer, Pete Sawyer. Your name is Butch Rankin, and letting your beard grow doesn't change it. I savvy. So you know who I am, now what? You were smart to take a job with the construction gang, Butch. The law would never suspect you'd gone to work. Everyone at the camp thinks I'm Pete Sawyer. If you follow my lead, they'll keep right on thinking that, and you'll be safe. At the same time, you can make yourself some easy money. I'll pay $100 a day for every day the track-laying crew is held up at the canyon. Ah. If anything were to happen to the bridge, that could run into important money. Exactly. But what could happen to it? Well, that depends on you. Any ideas? The progress of the work depends on Jim Henderson, doesn't it? He's in charge. And uh, if he were to be eliminated? Uh Uh-huh. He isn't in camp right now. Yes, I know that. He plans to be back by tomorrow morning. If he should arrive before it's light, that might be a good time for something to happen to him. Yeah. But I want a payment in advance before I take on any job like that. 
$500. Here it is. <laughs> you quick on the trigger. <laughs> I should have made it $1,000. you will get another $500 when Henderson is out of the way. It's a deal. Good. I have only one word of caution. What's that? Did you ever hear of the Lone Ranger? Hear him. He sent my partner, Lefty Borden, to jail. Do you know him by sight? No. But I'd know that horse of his anywhere. Well, you may find a chance to even the score for your partner, Butch. The Lone Ranger wants this bridge finished just as much as I want it delayed. If you do see the masked man, I'd suggest you shoot to kill. Jim Henderson, his son Bob, and Jeremy Stewart lived in the headquarters cabin at the construction camp. Shortly before dawn the next morning, Bob was wakened by a shot. Hey, Jeremy. What's the matter? I heard a shot. Are you sure? It sounded like one. And listen to the horses. There's something wrong down the corral. Come on. Hurriedly, Bob and Jeremy pulled on their boots and ran outside. They saw a man running toward the corral and a horse standing near the gate. That's Dad's horse, Jeremy. But where's Jim? There he is, lying on the ground. Bob and Jeremy found Butch Rankin, alias Pete Sawyer, bending over the still form of the engineer. Bob, your paw's been shot in the back. Who could have done it? I'll show you. Look where I'm pointing, that rise to the east. Two horsemen. A masked man and an Indian. How can you make out what their faces look like at this distance? I was just coming out of the bunkhouse when I heard the shot and I saw him riding away. A masked man and an Indian. There they go. We have no horses that can catch those two. It's Dad that's important. He's still alive. Help me get him into the house. We must work fast. All right, Bob. Easy. The Lone Ranger and Tonto had not been witnesses of the shooting. When they drew rein on the rise to the east of the camp, Butch, Bob, and Jeremy were already running toward the corral. The masked man and the Indian at the time believed the shot might have come from the high ground to the north of the camp and had urged Silver and Scout in that direction to try and pick up the trail of a gunman. They were unsuccessful. And that night, Tonto crept close to the bunkhouse and listened to the workman's talk. He reported what he had heard to the Lone Ranger. Henderson hurt bad, but him still alive. I'm glad of that. Tonto like help take care of Henderson. That might be possible. No. No men think you, me, shoot him. They saw us then. Ah. I wonder if the shot could have been fired from inside the camp. We not find trail that lead away from camp. It's rocky ground. Ah. Well, we're sure that Roger Force is camped somewhere in the hills to the north. And this shooting is something he might have planned. We must try to find him. Ah. We'll start right now. That's good. Easy, city. Easy, Scott. Easy, fella. Come on, Silver. Get him up. Come. Three days passed. Jim Henderson had not regained consciousness, but the work on the bridge was directed by Bob and Jeremy Stewart. At 10 o'clock in the evening, they were still at work in the headquarters cabin, checking the day's progress and planning ahead. Now, the way I figure it, we'll start laying the foundation on the far side of the canyon tomorrow. I wonder. About what? I've been sitting beside Dad's cot. He's still unconscious, but his lips were moving. And I leaned close to see if I could pick up what he was saying. Well? It sounded like... The Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger? Yeah. Now, we've all taken it for granted it was the masked man who shot Dad. But if he were the Lone Ranger, that just couldn't be possible. It might have been anyone. Even one of our own men. Yeah. I'll see who it is. Yes? I have a letter for Senor Stewart. Oh, I'll take it. Oh, no, no, Senor. You're not Stewart. Well, he's right here. It's a letter for you, Jeremy. 
Who are you? Uh, my name is Gonzalez. I am Travis. Where did you get this letter? The fellow stopped me on trail. He gave me $5. Bring it here. Letter for me? Oh, si, senor. Here. I go now. What is it, Jeremy? What's the matter? Stop that man. He's gone. Read this. Sure. Good work, Stuart. With Henderson out of the way and you on our side, the bridge will never get finished. Pick up your first payment anytime you want. Island Valley. That makes me responsible for Jim being shot, doesn't it? Oh, of course not. You were sound asleep when the shot was fired. But if I hadn't been, would you think it possible for me to shoot your father? No, Jeremy. I don't understand this at all. Neither do I. Could some crook be laboring under the delusion I'd sold out to him? There's one way we can find out, Jeremy. How? By going to Highland Valley. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't let you go alone, of course. Well, I couldn't find out anything if you came with me. Well, I, I wouldn't have to show myself, but I'd want to be there, just in case. Go to the valley. Meet whoever's there. Pretend I'd come to collect and, and then... And find out who was really behind the shooting. It sounds like a good idea. Well, let's go. The Lone Ranger and Tonto had discovered the hiding place of Roger Force's gang in Highland Valley and decided the time had come to make themselves known to Bob Henderson and ask his help in rounding up the gunman. They left Silver and Scout in a grove of cottonwoods near the edge of the camp and started for the headquarters cabin on foot. They reached it just as Bob and Jeremy mounted their horses at the corral and rode away. Where them go? There's no telling. Perhaps a tour of inspection. While they're gone, you'll have a chance to examine Jim Henderson and see if there's anything you can do to help him. There's light in both rooms, the cabin. Maybe somebody stay with Henderson. More than likely. We'll take a look. Through the bedroom window of the cabin, the Lone Ranger and Tonto could see Jim's bunk. There was a man sitting beside it with his back to the window. Wait here, Kimasabi. I'll slip inside and keep that man covered while I explain who we are and why we're here. You show him... General's letter? Yes, but we don't want him rousing the camp before he has a chance to read it. Oh. The Lone Ranger entered the living room of the cabin. He noticed the letter which Jeremy had received lying on the table and stopped to examine it. Well, what's this? As soon as he had read it, he crumpled the paper in his hand. Let's see. Turned on his heel and started for the door. But just then, the door of the bedroom opened. Not so fast, mister. You're covered. And Butch Rankin leveled a six-gun at the Lone Ranger's back. Get your hands up high. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
to continue. At the sound of Butch Rankin's voice, the masked man slowly raised his hands. Then Butch closed in and unbuckled the Lone Ranger's gun belt. Now turn around. What's that you got in your hand? Oh. <laughs> the note Jeremy got. I'd like you to read something else. What? A letter of introduction I have in my pocket. I know who you are. You're the Lone Ranger. When you read this note, you figured Bob and Jeremy might be heading for Highland Valley. Are they? Yeah. They're riding into a trap. You know that, and I know it, but they don't. And you're not going to warn them. I recognize you now. You're Butch Rankin, wanted for murder in Kansas City. That's right. You've been working here? Uh Uh-huh. I'm a trusted employee. Bob left me to sit beside his old man. You've been working for Roger Force as well. Must have been you who shot Jim Henderson three days ago. Yeah, that's right. I'm glad you recognized me. Because when I squeeze this trigger, I'll be getting even for Lefty. Another murder. Hell, give me a medal for this one. Everyone in this camp thinks you shot Jim. Hey! At that moment, Butch caught the flash of moonlight on Tonto's gun outside the open window, and he dropped to the floor instinctively. But before he could fire, the Lone Ranger was on top of him and twisting the gun from his grasp. The gun shot across the floor, and both men sprang to their feet. Now their weapons were bare fists. Butch was a powerful man, but the Lone Ranger matched his bull-like strength with the speed and precision of his blows. He watched for an opening, found it, and crashed a solid right to the outlaw's jaw. I take it! No! Butch dropped to the floor. By that time, Tonto had entered the cabin. Rankin. Ah, me here, what I'm tell you. We'll bind and gag him, and you'll stay here to guard him. Ah. You go after young feller and Stuart? Yes, but first I'll get Silver. I'll let the men here see me. And them think you kill her. Exactly what I want them to think. I want them to follow me to Highland Valley. Now my gun belt. When the half-breed who had delivered the letter to Jeremy Stewart reached the outlaw's camp in Highland Valley, Force and his gunmen jumped to their feet. Oh, oh, oh. Well? I gave him the letter. Yeah, what then? Then I go away fast, like you say. Then I stop on a ridge above camp. Wait there. You couldn't have waited long. No, no. Young feller and Stuart, they come out of cabin, saddle up, ride this way. They're coming here, both of them, huh? Si, senor. So it worked. I never thought it would. Why not? Well, why should it? Stuart must have known he didn't have anything to do with shooting Henderson. Naturally. But he must have realized at once that the man who wrote the note did. The simple truth. Truth can be a powerful weapon even in the hands of such as we. It inspires belief. It was just as much lie as truth in that letter. There was only one word of lie. The name's Stuart. The letter should have been addressed to Butch. His money is waiting here. Hey, what if young Henderson had brought all his men with him? Reed would have warned us. We'd have cleared out. But I had a hunch he and Stuart would investigate alone. Well, there isn't much time. Where do we wait for him? In the canyon? It's plenty dark in there. We'll need more light to shoot straight. We'll wait until they get out of the canyon into the valley. The moon's bright. They'll make good targets. You expect them to ride straight into the valley? From the opening of the canyon, they'll see our campfire. They'll see our horses grazing. They'll want to get a closer look at us. You seem to have all the answers. They'll want to get a closer look at us. So we take cover near the canyon. When they show themselves, you shoot. It's very simple. Bob and Jeremy Stewart stopped for a moment at the opening of the canyon that led down to the rock-rimmed valley. Oh, oh, there. Oh, oh. And as they drew rain, they heard a thunder of hoofs behind them. Someone riding hard. He'll be rounding the bend in a second. Ready with your gun. There he is. It's a mash man. Hold your fire, Jeremy. 
Didn't you hear what he called his horse? Silver. Lone Ranger. It must be. Look at that horse. Yeah. Hold him. Hold Easy. Steady, big fellow. Steady. Mister, we have just one question to ask you. Are you the Lone Ranger? Yes, Bob, I am. I knew it. Your name, it's the only word Dad's spoken since he was shot. Well, I'm glad I won't have to waste any time in convincing you I'm your friend. Oh, of course not. Jeremy, tell him about the note you received. I've already read it. Quickly, the Lone Ranger told the two men of what had happened at the construction camp and the danger that waited for them in the valley. Then... But perhaps we can use Roger Force's trick to capture him and his gang. Your men are following me. My men? At least 20 of them. I let them see me heading out of camp and allowed them to keep sight of me until we hit the foot of this trail. They'll be coming along soon. You wanted them to follow you? Yes, they'll be needed. I want you to wait here for them until I get back. Where are you going? I'm climbing to the top of the ridge. That's something we should have thought of. Take a look at the valley before riding into it. Uh, your men are coming now. Easy, steady, big fellow. I won't be long. The ridge rose steeply on either side of the pass, and the Lone Ranger made a careful estimate before choosing the slope he meant to climb. Then he started up, working his way from one precarious foothold to another, up and around outcroppings of rock, onto the crest of the ridge. There he crawled forward until the whole valley lay before him. Tonto and he had made the climb before, and he knew where the outlaw's camp was located. He studied the woods, the campfire glowing through the trees, the band of tethered horses grazing at the edge of the woods. Then he made a survey of the whole valley, every clump of trees, every cluster of boulders. Finally, he turned and made a swift descent. The men from the construction camp were gathered around Bob and Jeremy. Their faces raised expectantly toward him. He dropped from a ten-foot ledge to the trail and ran toward them. What did you see? Not much. The outlaws are camped in the woods, halfway across the valley. At least they have been camped there. I could see the light from a campfire through the trees. There were horses grazing at the edge of the woods. Then all we have to do is surround the woods no, and we... No, wait, not so fast. I watched the campfire carefully. I couldn't see any shadows moving against it. There was no sign of life in the woods. Well, if they're not there, where are they? Probably hiding somewhere, waiting for you and me to ride into the valley. That's a good guess, Jeremy. Keeping the far end of this canyon covered. Wait. Yes. And having a few more men doesn't help any. They could pick us off one by one as we rode into the open. I think we may be able to force them into the open. There's another entrance to the valley beyond the woods. It'll take about half an hour to reach it. As time passed, Roger Force's men became impatient. Hey, Breed, are you sure young Henderson and Stewart headed this way? See, si, senor. Maybe they changed mind and go back. Yes, and maybe they didn't. They could be waiting in the canyon. What for? For the campfire to die down. Waiting until they think we're all asleep? Well, I say let's go after them. And I say you're staying where you are behind these rocks. You listen. Sounds like wolves. Then he's right in the woods. Going after our supplies. I think them go after horses. Yeah, boss, listen. We got to save our mounts. You look, horses break loose. Run this way. We got to head them off before they reach the canyon. We can't show ourselves. Young Henderson and Stewart are waiting in the canyon. They'll see us and hightail it back to camp. We'll have to let them go. Try to get them some other way. If we don't stop those horses before they get out of the valley, we'll never catch them. We'll be stranded here on foot a hundred miles from nowhere. All right, all right, go to it. Stop the men. Stop the horses before they get out of the valley. The outlaws broke from cover, shouting and shooting their six guns in the air to turn aside the band of half-wild horses from the opening of the canyon. They succeeded, but then they saw there were other horses behind their own, horses that carried riders whose guns were blazing. The outlaws dove for cover. Behind the rocks. 
A few of them broke for the opening of the canyon, only to be met by another band of horsemen racing into the valley. Force and his men fought hard, but against mounted men they had little chance. And it was Force himself who issued the ceasefire order. That's enough. Let them take us. The jail is a maid that can hold us. All right, hold your fire. We surrender. The Lone Ranger and the men from the construction camp closed in. The outlaws who had been wounded were given first aid, and the others securely bound. So, Breed, you made a slight mistake, didn't you? You said Henderson and Stewart were coming here alone. Instead, they brought 20 men and the Lone Ranger. But they leave camp alone. And we'd have ridden straight into your trap if it hadn't been for the masked man. You'd never have caught us if those wolves hadn't stampeded our horses. <laughs> wolves, huh? Well, how would you like to meet the wolves? Huh? First, the Lone Ranger himself. And Pete and Curly and Joe and Al. They're the wolves you heard. They're the ones who stampeded the horses. The masked man knew you'd have to show yourselves to head them off. And once you were in the open, all we had to do was ride in and round you up. Very clever. They rode into the valley from the other side. <laughs> yeah, there's no law against it. There's no law against anything we've done as far as I can see. You're wrong, Force. The charge against you and your men is attempted murder. Butch Rankin has already been taken prisoner. He's admitted that you hired him to shoot Jim Henderson. You'll be held at the construction camp until the United States Marshal arrives to take you to Omaha. Shall we get started for camp, Bob? That suits me. All right, let's go, man. Take those prisoners. It was after sunrise when the camp was reached and the men who had been left behind were already hard at work. But the sight that made Bob spur his mount on ahead of the posse was his father sitting in a chair in front of the headquarters cabin. Ho, 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 ho now, boys. Dad. Well, son, I hear you've had a busy evening. I suppose I can't blame you for being late for work. What happened? Are you strong enough to be out here? Oh, I feel fine. Tono fixed me up some medicine, and my fever broke in an hour. Oh, 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 good morning, Jim. It is a good morning. Otto tells me that if you take it easy for a while, you have nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry about at all. I'm glad. Otto and I will be on our way to get the marshal, Bob. Good luck with the bridge. Thanks. And thanks for everything. Easy, sir. Easy, Scott. Easy, Father. Adios. Goodbye, Mr. Well, son, soon our bridge will be stretching from here across the canyon. The rails will be laid on it and trains will be crossing it. The people who ride them may not think about it, but you'll know and I'll know that there might never have been a bridge. There might never have been a railroad if it hadn't been for the Lone Ranger.
is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Muir Incorporated, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Brace Beamer.